to Cutscenes and Cupcakes, the podcast where we talk about video games and then rate them in baked goods. Today we have cookies. Cookies? cookies. Delicious cookies. Cutscenes and cookies. And no, we didn't do crumble again. No. Even though we love crumble. We did cutlers. A local favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a local. Fine. It's totally local. Yeah, I'm not disputing <laughs> that as local. Wait, you don't like Cutler's cookies? Yeah. Why did we invite you to this? I know. Which flavor did you get for her? I got a variety. I got brownie, the brownie marshmallow. One, the brownie one's mine. I got peanut butter chocolate. Okay, one of them and is And sugar. You didn't even... Oh, there's not a mint one? Those ones are also... What the hell is that? Neighbors. Oh my goodness. Oh, so, I thought it was that duck line. They're having an orgy over there. Oh. So I we are recording from my new place. Yay! Yeah. And I live in a townhouse and I have neighbors on either side of me. And I'm learning that I can hear them at various times. And Just to give you things. a little hint of like Marley's next door neighbor to the, to the oh. west. He has like a yellow Mazda and the bumper it's blue whatever the bumper <laughs> no, sticker is a yellow and a blue um, one yeah the bumper sticker says ballin on a budget and he has like a hashtag on there and like his instagram and handle. he's always working on it with like his shirt off and a posse with him and he they're always like playing music he's got one of those 90s names like trey so definitely marley's gonna fall in love with him <laughs> let's no no trey or like jace no. Or but like JC. I think it's Tyson, if I um, remember right. What a bro name. Uh, that's a bro name. But anyways, yeah. He but other than that, like when I have run into him, he's he's always like, oh hey, you know, he's he's nice and greets me. He doesn't just ignore me, but he wants to get in her head. He might not after so. that shrieking laugh attack I did. <laughs> He might think you killed somebody. Or <laughs> or, or he thought, wow, she actually has friends. <laughs> I can, Which I, are apparently hysterical. Because I, since I live alone, like, it's uh, it's usually pretty quiet over here. So he probably is like, oh, wow. I mean, he probably she, hears she, you talking to Harvey. That's true. I, I do yell at Harvey or yell to Harvey at times. And he's probably like, who's this guy? Who's this Harvey? Harvey, <laughs> what a dick. Or Harvey, whoa. Whoa. Harvey, come to bed. Sure, I like it when Harvey sits on a specific couch. <laughs> Marley's very specific with her bed and her cat. I'm direct. <laughs> Harvey's not allowed in the kitchen. <laughs> Poor Harvey. Um, and he's right here, just chilling. He's so cute. <laughs> well, before we get into our episode... First of all, check out our social needs. Media. The, <laughs> the Instas, the Facebooks, the Tweeters. <laughs> Follow well, us on have, Tweeters. Give an email. All places um, you can check us out at. Check oh, us out. Check our email out. <laughs> we're not we're not even drunk. <laughs> You'd think we were. I we're really, I we're, just should admit, and we have a recording of it that will not be released. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> that should be our Patreon. <laughs> we shriek laughing and sobbing at the same time. Just ten minutes of Lindsay <laughs> <laughs> laughing and sobbing. Our parents are the only ones who pay for it. <laughs> oh. I don't know why they'd want to hear that. <laughs> Besides, you know, to show my doctor that I need to be institutionalized. Oh, no. That's a good doctor. There's no, there's times where I'm like, when I have a laugh attack like that, that I just feel like sobbing at the same time. So I don't know, like, what the deal is, but it's like my brain chemistry is like, if you're going to be happy, we're going to make you so fucking happy. You're so sad. Like, I don't know. I understand that because sometimes when I sneeze, I also cough. And I guess <laughs> the same thing. Same time. It's horrible. It must be really hard for you. <laughs> it really is. Thanks for your support. We should do an episode just about that. We really, really should dive we, into the we feelings. We should do there. a walk for that. A walk? Yeah, like a like a walk, like a five k. Okay, sure. For my sneeze, cost. Is that me. how we process things now? No, for money. Oh, like we should start a fundraiser. Like Michael Scott. It. Okay, I get it. You're funny. Um, anyway, the game we're covering today, you guys, very anticipated from some of you. Overcooked. <laughs> Which is hysterical. <laughs> we should note that. It is not Overcooked. It is Red Dead Redemption 2. Finally! The sequel. 
Yeah. Well, actually, the prequel. The prequel Spoiler that alert. is the sequel, which is confusing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, late notice, there will be spoilers in this episode, as in all of our episodes. It's true. Before we dive in. I'm Lindsay. I'm Steph. <laughs> and I'm Marley. And we're about to do our not a sponsor segment. Yay. Let's dive in to the not a sponsor segment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Okay, it's been a while since I've done a TV show, so it's about time that I did a TV show. I know, I know. I try to have a variety. I don't watch TV. That's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) We just got done watching all of Game of Thrones. Okay, so my not a sponsor is a Netflix original called Dead to Me. You've probably heard of it if you at all go on Netflix, because... Those Netflix originals, I swear, they, they like, shove down your throat. Oh, yeah. Especially when they first come on, and they're just always there. And we are, as, as fans of um, the My Favorite Murder podcast and just true crime in general, so we, we, we consider ourselves murderinos. And as murderinos, like, this is a good show. Like, you would like this show if you're a, a fan of true crime. I, I really don't know how to like really describe it without giving anything away. But basically, so this woman, she, her husband dies tragically. He gets like hit mm-hmm. by a car and she goes to a, like a grief group for people who've lost somebody close to them and starts killing them. No, that's, that's in the aftertakes. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. No. And she meets a friend there, uh, another woman who also lost, she lost her fiance and she tries to like they kind of like form a friendship and it's just kind of it just kind of goes from there and there's lots of like twists and turns and stuff and it's like an all-star cast too it's oh of course the sister I, from friends yeah from friends oh yeah of course i can't remember who is applegate uh christina applegate yeah i want to say that's her name okay here it is christina applegate linda cardellini and james marston oh i do oh, like james, james marston yeah yeah. He shows up in the most random of things. Uh, right? He does right? have a very broad spectrum. He's horny, Collins with the latest, greatest, Baltimore. Sounds. Well, and here's a here's a funny thing, too. So there's a guy, there's an African-American guy who shows up in it, and he he looks really familiar to me. And I first thought that he was Michael from Lost. Mm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that has to be him. He looks so familiar. So I look him up. But no, he's actually the guy who does the voice of, what is his name, from The Last of Us, uh, the friend. Oh. The one that they come across, who reminds yeah, me of Michael totally, from we, Lost. Yeah, when we were playing, we were like, this is like Michael and Walt. Yeah, yeah. Michael and Walt. And, but it's the it's the guy from Last of Us. He actually does the voice. And I just thought that was like a really funny oh, well, there you go. coincidence. It all anyways. comes around. But yeah, no, I, I recommend that show. It's, it's pretty quick. It's only, I think, 10 episodes, and they're like about mm-hmm. a half hour each. So you could probably watch it easily in one night. Like is that, it like... like I did. A series like is there going to season two or should I? I think there is. I okay. think there will be. I may as well just wait. I like to consume ten seasons at a time. <laughs> um, so, but I will keep it on my radar. Yeah. No, I I really enjoyed it. At, at first, I was like, okay, where's where's this going? But I was just, I don't know. It, it hooks you in, especially with a couple of twists and turns that happen pretty soon off right off the bat. I oh, recommend nice. it. Mine not a sponsor. Who we have mentioned before, Lore, the podcast. Uh, I go in, I've listened to this podcast for years. It's one of the first podcasts I've ever listened to and really, you know, subscribed to. Um, But like, I just recently got way back into it. And I've been like binge listening to all the episodes I missed when I was kind of not listening to it. And it is just so well done. I, we had the privilege of seeing Aaron Mankey and Chad Lawson live. What was that like? Halloween. Yeah. And it was so good. And then, um, anyway, but like the most recent episodes have really <laughs> just like intrigued me. Like he makes a Zelda reference, which just made me want to stand up and cheer. And <laughs> did you? N- well, I was in the car, so oh, okay. I couldn't. Oh, I, I did. I was just you like, oh, yeah, but you I didn't pulled over. I could have and like stood on top of the car and been like, link to the past. I think that's <clears> appropriate. I think so too. Situation. But I just, don't know what stopped me. And then, like, there was kind of, like, a murder mystery. You know, the whole family gets poisoned. And the way he tells the story, you don't know who did it until the very end. And it was just so satisfying. And I was just like, this guy's such a great storyteller. 
So yeah, I've just been listening to that a ton, even when I'm at work at four in the morning and getting paranoid. It's, it's just so good. So if you like anything to do with good storytelling or the spooky or supernatural or, um, you know, things like that, check out Lore. Aaron Mankey. Aaron Mankey. That was so fun when we saw him live on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so like, fun. I can't say enough good things about Aaron Mankey, but I also can't say enough good things about Chubb Lawson. Like, mm-hmm. and together as a pair. Oh, yeah. The combination is it's just incredible. Mm, it's like a rare steak. <laughs> My not a sponsor this week is Shrill the Book. I watched Shrill the TV show. Oh, that shrill. Yeah. I watched the TV show too. Yes, the, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the, the TV, TV show just like a woman screaming shrilly the whole time? No. So Shrill the TV show is based on Shrill the book, which is based off Lindy West's life. It's a memoir of her life, being a fat woman and making it through life. And so it's it's phenomenal. Um she just she says so many things that I relate to. She has a whole section on like People explaining her, a fat woman, dieting tips. And, like, as, like, fat people, everyone knows every dieting tip. Everyone knows every diet that out that's out there, every workout that's out there. It's her talking about dating people and how when you date people, sometimes when you don't have the self-esteem, you date people that are shitty because you feel like you should just be happy to have someone who wants you instead of finding someone who, who like, is worthy of you, finding someone who's just there to fill a spot. Like, she just is, she's funny, she's smart, she, like, it's fierce, it's funny, it's feminist, it's so good. The TV show is good. Um, her, the titular character is played by, um... The titular a- character's name Shrill? No, it's, she's played <laughs> by a lady named Aidy Bryant, who is, like, a fantastic actress. It just is, I have, I have so many good things to say about this the TV show is awesome, but the book was phenomenal. Like, it was just so good. Like, it, it was very empowering to me. Not just, it's something that I ha- I haven't related to a book this much in a really, really long time. And it also, I, I read it on a plane. Paul Blake and I were on the way to DC and we weren't sitting by each other on that flight. And I was just laughing the whole time. <laughs> next to this rando who probably was like, what the hell is this lady doing? <laughs> Blake was sitting next to some guy snoring. So, I mean, there's... The two of us were a great What kind combo. of laugh was it like? A, <laughs> or was it like a cackle? At first it was just like, because <laughs> <at> the first <laughs> couple of chapters, she's talking about <laughs> that pop culture role model she had growing up in the early 90s. And let's mm. be real, there's none. Like one of the ones she mentions is Ursula. The only one I could think of was like Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, she mostly mentions nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Like, so, it, so yeah, she talks about Ursula and how she's like, this fat lady dared to be sexy, and then they gave her, like, tentacles. Uh, <laughs> some people think that's sexy. I guess some people do. I don't feel like I'm get, doing this book justice. I'm just going to tell you to go read it. I think everybody should read it. It's so good. It's golden. Yeah, and watch the show, too. Oh, I, the show is great, and it's been renewed for season two. Oh, good. I need more. That That's another one that was only, like, what, six episodes? Eight episodes? It was really short. like, 20-minute episodes, too. Um, yeah. What's it on? Is it on Hulu. Netflix? Oh, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I really liked it. I, I need more. <laughs> In the TV show, there's a, a fat swim party, and it's, like, one of the most beautiful things I ever... That was an amazing scene. Yeah. Yeah. Just so many bodies that are beautiful, big, beautiful bodies and like bikinis, one pieces, whatever, just enjoying them. Like it just is like, it's amazing. I have, I have strong feelings about this, you guys. <laughs> Let's move on to those strong feelings about Red Dead Redemption. Oh no. All there right. we go. Let's dive in. I got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Goose pimples. This is a this is a highly anticipated game. I mean, we've yeah. teased it for a long time, and it's just it's such a long game. There's a lot to it, so it's just kind of taken us a little bit of time. So thanks for your patience. Yeah. There's but a lot to a lot to digest. Yeah, we've been wanting to do this one for a while. Um, so just to give you a brief synopsis of the game, if you know nothing about Red Dead, that's fine. I didn't either. Um, so it is set in like a Western, I want to say like 1890s, 1890s. Yeah, it's really, really like late 1800s. Late 1800s. It is, you know, very Western mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of like burst into the saloon. You've got your revolvers, you know, you, you have your horse and that's your life and your inventory system. 
And the story is about a band of characters who are outlaws. They, you know, had a big robbery gone wrong um, previous to the game that they reference a lot. And they're kind of on the run from that. Back in Blackwater. Yeah, Blackwater. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The game centers around Arthur Morgan, who is... The titular character. The titular character. So the titular character would mean that the game was called Arthur Morgan. Because it's in the title, right? Titular. Anyway. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Arthur Morgan is the protagonist, we'll say. (laughs) And he is very torn between being a good man and a bad and that kind of goes hand in hand with the honor system in the game. Um, like the morality, you know, whether or not you rob people, you get points for what kind of people person you are. They really pound that into you the whole game. A little too much, in my opinion, of like, I don't know, like every six conversations, there's one of, you know, someone being like, you're a good man, Arthur. And he's like, ah, I don't know. Like, he can't stand being told that he's good, and he can't stand being good. So it's really, I don't know, it's it's a journey there, and it's a journey with what happens with the gang, and it's a journey in so many ways. And the interesting thing to note, too, is that where this uh, the setting is in the later 1800s, it's like the out like the age of outlaws and, and you know, like cowboys and, and all that. Like, it's, it's coming to an end, mm-hmm. and because people are cracking down on the law more, and they're trying to get those people who think they can just go around and rob people. Like they're trying to like, be like, no, we need to have order here. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it makes it even harder. Like, like if you, (laughs) this came, this happened to me a couple times while playing, like I would be um, talking to a person and they would start fighting me. And so I'd fight back and I'd knock them out or I guess kill them. And then Mm -hmm. like some witness would see, and they're like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. da, da, da. And they're like, I'm going to go tell on you. And then you have to like run after them and then like basically kill like kill them or threaten <laughs> them. Like, it's just like this whole cycle. Like, it's just crazy. But like, it just, it just shows that like you can't get away with that kind of stuff anymore. So the wild West it's, this game is not quite that. Yeah. It's yeah. It's more at the end. You can play that way, but yeah. then you rack up a huge bounty and the game becomes extremely difficult because mm-hmm. you have lawmen at every corner trying to kill you. And so you might as well just play it straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it's safe to say that we all played as good Arthur. Yeah. yeah. Not bad Arthur. <laughs> I did some unsavory <laughs> things. Questionable things. <laughs> um, and I think it told a lot about my character. Like, there was... I, I'll just tell you guys. We can edit this out later. There was, like, this character in the river, and he's just, like, cursing that he's in the friend zone with this girl. And he just kept whining about it and whining about it. And, like, it, it, for some reason in my brain, it got sinister, where I'm like, he's going to, like, rape and murder this girl. So I just killed him. <laughs> <laughs> and oh then I goodness. killed the guy who saw me kill him. Because <laughs> um, there's always somebody just passing by. There's always somebody. Even if you're out in the middle of nowhere, there's always a person. Hey there, mister. <laughs> I saw what you did. So... You just know. like that. <laughs> little moments like that really, uh, really you get to know yourself just a little bit better. <laughs> but yeah, I think we all have some interesting opinions that are going to surface in our discussion of this. And I'm ready to dive in. So, How again, many times is she going to say I'm going to put it in as many episode. times as we can. That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> that shows you a lot about Marley's character there. Well, sure I mean, I did... No, 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 no. I did get to the elusive, not elusive. Is that the right word? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let me start over. Iconic? Let me me start over. Lethargic. (laughs) Punctual. (laughs) I did get to the iconic deluxe bath. I was right. It was like. I would say. um, That's a little scandalous. Yeah, a little bit. With her big old. Itty bitties hanging out. Her big old itty bitties. Yep. <laughs> Let's just every woman in this had at least a double D going on. I don't know if I agree with that. Not all Seems of them. Seems like a B. And even like Tilly and um, what's the other girl's name? Not Karen, but the other girl that was with them. Oh, um, 
Oh, I want to say her name's Lauren, but that's not it. It's, uh... I can't remember, but... I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know. She becomes an author. Spoiler alert! Oh, like a <laughs> We've romance. already given that. Yeah. I'm just a romance kidding. writer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I will just start out with what I really appreciated about this game. And then we can go from there. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. So, what I think uh, makes Red Dead successful and awesome is... You have a little element of chaos... With what happens when your horse crashes and these witnesses that we were talking about, like, it's always, you're always dealing with some kind of shenanigan, which is fun and hilarious sometimes and also very frustrating at other times. Rockstar has built this incredible, diverse landscape. You know, you have places like Armadillo that look very, you know, what you think of when you think of an old Western town. And then you have like the South. And then you have, like, kind of the northern mountain regions, and um, I enjoyed that. Um, And then, like, you know, an almost city like Saint-Denis, it was, I did enjoy the world a lot. I enjoyed the hunting tremendously. I don't know why, it just drew me in. There were times I would just log on to play and hunt. And there's just, like, lots to do, lots to interact with. Like I said, there was always something going on in the world, and the story, I thought, was... Pretty, pretty good. I hadn't expected much. I even like when I first started playing and didn't really know much about the game. I was like, I'm not playing this for the story. I'm just playing it to, you know, enjoy the world. And then as I played it, I did enjoy the story and I did enjoy, you know, um, what was going on with the characters and kind of the moral dilemmas that they face. And, you know, you just get so invested in what's going on with John and helping his family so yeah, I I thought it was a successful game, and I enjoyed a lot about it. Good, Marley. I just have to say oh. I'm not Marley, but I'm gonna stop <laughs> talking anyways. I don't like westerns, and I don't like Rockstar games. So I had biases coming into this into this game. I mean, I'm not totally surprised because you're you're not like a huge fan of country music, and that kind of I mean to me like. Just, like, the whole Western theme and, like, country music. Like, that kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Especially with the kind of country music you don't like. Because not all country music is, like... Uh, well, that's another bone to pick. And we might talk about this more in our side <laughs> mission. The music is so meh. Like, so... I disagree. So meh. I, one best music of the, of the year for video games? The Game Awards. The Game Award mm. for best music. And I... So, anyways, yeah, I don't like westerns. I don't love Rockstar, but that being, if I can push those things aside, I really did enjoy this game. Other than the damn horseback riding, I thought that was so fun. The mechanics sucked on that. <laughs> I think that was very not well engineered. But I did like the story. I liked. Um, I thought Arthur Morgan was an interesting character. Sorry, do you mean the like actual like riding of the horse or the traveling? You didn't like. Like, did you have a hard time actually, like, steering like you didn't the horse? Like getting from point A to point B all the time, or you didn't like needed the horse itself? Both. Okay. 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 I just wanted to clarify because those are different. I would forget that I'm in cinema mode or cinematic mode. Like, there was one time we were, like, going up on a group of people to kill them, but I was still in cinema mode. So oh. all of my gang turned back on me and I thought they were about to murder me, but they're just like, Arthur, <laughs> what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, I just need to turn this off. <laughs> There were times I'd be riding in cinematic mode, like just autopiloting somewhere, and I'd get in one of those encounters where you're getting robbed or like someone's coming at you with a Gatling gun on a wagon, and you'd have to like hurry and like get out of cinematic mode and like, you know, get in cover, jump off your horse so it doesn't die, you know. (laughs) It was, it was an adventure. The cinematic, I, I would change some of the mechanics with the... Fast travel. Yeah, I wish you had better options for fast travel. Like, maybe if you got to, like, a certain point of the story or something, that it would be like, okay, now you can fast travel. But at the same time, like, I guess it kind of makes sense that they don't have that. Because they they want you... I told you, but they do have a fast travel where you can unlock it and you get a map. Oh. But But only to certain... Okay, yeah. So you go from your camp, it has to start at camp. And you can travel to anywhere you want, and you'll arrive there with your horse, but you can't go back. 
immediately. It's uh, not, you know, it's not like Skyrim fast travel where you can just go from any point yeah. to any point. Yeah. No wonder this game took so long to play. Yeah. There And there was so much horseback riding. Mm-hmm. There I really is. I think that is. was something that put a chip on my shoulder with the whole horseback riding, too. And, okay, <laughs> I get it. Like, horses can't just, like, go over every rock. They can't climb mountains. But they can go over a rock. Yeah. They can, like... Brush against someone lightly and not <laughs> lose their shit. The horses were a little sensitive, but like I said, it didn't bother me because it was like the chaos element of like. I mean, it made know, like, for a lot of great YouTube compilations and some good laughs. Yeah, yeah and like I think in some ways it kind of makes it a little more like realistic. Too, because it's just like, yeah, your horse isn't just like gonna mow through everything. Like, no, you gotta actually skirt around a rock or, you know, <laughs> avoid trees because mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a really Heck yeah. <laughs> there was a really funny moment um, when I was playing earlier today. You had to hurry, like the, like the bad guys were coming, and you had to hurry and escape before they caught you. And so I was like, okay, I'm going, I'm going, and then bam, tree. Straight like, into uh, the tree. it was so it was funny, but it was also just like. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> I was dying a little inside whenever I'd crashed my horse because I was really attached to my horses at the end. Well, it's really um, bad when you run into something and your horse dies. Yeah, but you can revive it if you're on scene. What really made me angry is if you'd get in a shootout, your horse would die first and then you would die. You'd come back without your horse and you couldn't go revive it. Like it would just be its saddle on the ground. Oh, So you could go get your stuff and find a different horse. But, yeah, I had to, like, I lost, like, a save or two because of that. I'm just like, please don't kill my horse. Like, that's Aww. that's the one thing I cannot handle in this game. I did have a time where I stole someone's horse. I just needed it for a minute, so I brought it back. And the villager's like, that's my horse. Oh, you really were just borrowing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, yes, I was. Yeah. Naive man. <laughs> I don't do bad things over here. I wish you could do that with cars. Right? <laughs> that's what Blake was saying. <laughs> I was playing. I do think Arthur Morgan's story was interesting. I do like his redemption arc. And his, like, encounter with the nun before his death was uh, really <clears throat> interesting. Like, it was really interesting and kind of heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the idea of, like, just because you've done bad things doesn't make you a bad person is a, a, a nice story. Nietzsche. Yes, I say words. So I actually didn't do the side quest in the appropriate timing or order to get that cutscene. But yeah, there's a lot of conversations like that. You're a good man, Arthur. I know you've done bad things, but you're not a bad man. I know. <laughs> but I don't feel like a good man. You know, it just goes on and on. He is a broody man. Very broody. But that's why we like him, kind of. That's why broody I like with him. a nice set of shoulders. And I, I I like that you can, like, customize, like, beard and how much you want, like, shaved off. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I did some nice just, like, scruff for him just mm-hmm. to, you know, have him be a little neat, but not too uh, rugged. I frequently <laughs> visited the barber and the tailor throughout the game. I <laughs> collected an obscene amount of clothes and I enjoyed playing dress up with Arthur. I love it. <laughs> The thing I like about this game, because I honestly, I was a little worried at first about the open world concept of it all, because I I just don't like open world games. Like, I, I like to have an objective. I like the game to tell me where I need to go and what I need to do. Like, of course, it, it, it needs to leave, like, some room for, you know, you to kind of problem solve and, like, maybe have, like, you know, cho- at least choose between, like, a couple things. But for the most part, I'm like, no, like, I want it to be... Um, is it linear is the yes. word I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want it to be linear. And um, so I was a little hesitant. But then when I started playing this game on my own, I, I quickly was like, you know what? No, I, I really I really can just follow the storyline. Like, I can be fine and just do, like, the different missions. I mean, sure, there's sometimes, like, three or four, like, highlights, like, missions that you need to go and, like, activate. And you can kind of do them in whatever order. Which is fine. Like, I'm fine with that. But again, like, it's like, okay, I like to, okay, I did this side mission. Now I'm going to go do this one and, like, just, like, keep continuing on. Because mm-hmm. I, I know, Lindsay, really, I know you really liked the hunting part. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was a point where I was like, you know what, maybe I'll get off my horse and hunt a little. And I, I just, I don't know. I just, I got bored of it. I don't yeah. know. 
I didn't really like it, and I got, like, too far from my horse out of, like, whistling range, too. And then oh. I had to, like, go back and find, and, like, it was just, like, this whole thing. And then I was, um, so I actually, uh, with my bow, I shot and killed a, a bighorn ram. Mm-hmm. And um, I was carrying it back to my horse, and I, like, stowed it on the horse. And then, like, out of nowhere, freaking elk just, like, butts me, <laughs> and I fall on the ground. I thought it was my horse at first, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> But no, it was like this elk, and then he, the elk just like runs away, and I'm like, okay, like I didn't die, but I was just like, what in the world? Mm. But I don't know. I was just like, hey, that that's enough of hunting for now. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like a little notification came up on my screen saying like, if you don't take your game back to it'll the, rot. yeah, it'll rot. And I'm like, well, great. I'm like super far from camp, so I better, I better, uh, yeah. I'm like, I better head back. So I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like the open world. Like, I don't, I don't know. I guess I just don't really like the exploring. I'm like, no, I want to just go. I just want to keep moving forward with the story and just kind of enjoy it that way. So I don't know. Yeah. That's good. Um, I did make a couple of notes of things. I, one of my favorite things, I don't know if anyone else noticed this or if it was just me, but uh, the character Charles. Mm-hmm. His voice sounds exactly like like a younger Brad Pitt to me. <laughs> like he sounds exactly like him, especially from um, his character Achilles in the movie Troy. Um, like he sounds just like him, and like isn't <sighs> Charles Troy Baker? No, Troy Baker's in Red well, Dead. I gotta look this up. Um, to me, and I mentioned this to you last night, Marley. He sounded like Connor from Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah. No, I just. Like, it just kind of, he has, like, that kind of, like, smooth, like, buttery voice. I don't mm-hmm. know how else to describe it, but I was just, like, immediately, like, I thought of Brad Pitt. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but we, of course, we lo- we did look it up, and it's, of course, not Brad Pitt. But <laughs> how awesome would that have been, though? <laughs> just some, like, random character in, like, a huge game is some big actor. It's Noshir Dawal. Oh, yes. Oh, Obviously. him. Yeah. <laughs> Troy Baker is in God of War. That's what I'm thinking. He's, um... Is he balder? <laughs> yeah, he's balder. He's Fun fact that Blake told me today because we went and saw Aladdin. Like voice acting was never a big wasn't hasn't been a big thing, but the first like celebrity voice actor that they advertised was Will not Will Smith, Robin Williams as the genie in um, Aladdin in nineteen ninety two, and he was a prolific actor, but also a prolific voice actor. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. And a lot of people are were, are hesitant to go see the new Aladdin because they're like, it's, it's not Robin Williams. But I've been hearing some good things about it. It was in despite Despite of that. Yeah. I loved it. It was very nostalgic. Anyways, back to Red Dead. <laughs> Although I did lean over during Aladdin say they should make like a Prince of Persia version, like Aladdin version. Because he is very like parkour in this. Ah, yeah, that would be cool. I'd play it. <laughs> that would be way cool. He's like dropping down to save Abu, and he does this backflip, and Blake's like, yes, because that is easier than just like dropping straight down to get your monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Any notable names in Red Dead? No, um, I was just kind of not really scrolling through. What other notes did Marley make? I did. They're just kind of all random. I, I wrote that like the game is a lot more violent and graphic than I originally thought. Mm. I just I guess I just wasn't expecting it to be that graphic. Quite violent. Yeah, and violent. I, I just did not quite expect that. Like of course there was gonna be some. Like mm-hmm. it, this is not a passive game by any means. Even if you do try to choose that route, like you're still gonna come across people. Yeah, the whole Kieran um, Duffy thing. That uh put me into reality. You know, he like, oh. rides into camp with his head in his, in his lap and his eyes are gouged out. I was yeah, like, that's what dark, the heck? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that kind of caught me by surprise, and I guess this is a Rockstar common theme, um, but I, I honestly haven't played that many Rockstar games, if any. <laughs> um, but I was surprised by the things that were kind of like would throw you out of the setting. Like there's an alien encounter. There's like... I think of other things. There's, there's like a place a giant. There's a robot. There's a place you um, can go at night in a certain location, and then did and you zombies say appear. zombies appear? Yeah. yeah. And there's like a woman locked in an outhouse. Yeah. Which yeah. I told Lindsay doesn't sound that scary. 
it's pretty scary. It's pretty alarming. Um, when you come, like I came across it really organically, hadn't heard about it. And I was just like, well, an outhouse. Oh, there's a chain wrapped around it. And then you have the option to like peek in through the window. And then this arm oh. just comes shooting <gasps> out. And this oh woman's my like crazy talking to herself. And I was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess that would be pretty terrifying, but it, like just the whole concept of it, like a woman locked in an outhouse, ooh, yeah. spooky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's when you lock a crazy person up and really unethically leave them there and maybe shove food through the window every now and then, that's oh, that's pretty scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. This game, like, it's so ex- extensive. Like, there's so much, like... No wonder it takes people so long to play it. Because there's so many options and just so many details. Like, it's crazy. Like, even just, like, all the different outfits you can choose for Arthur Mm -hmm. or different saddles. Like, there's, like, 20 different options. and Yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it's just crazy. You definitely never hurt for customization Mm -hmm. throughout the game. Um, Yeah. I, it was a little overwhelming um, at times. But I enjoyed it overall. I think, like, once you got used to it and used to, like, okay, like, I have to manage all of these things. And, you know, these are things I can change if I want to. You know, it's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think about, like, the dead shot option? Or... Oh, the uh, dead eye? Yeah. Dead eye. You know, it, it was kind of a weird mechanic. I hear that it's a lot better than Red Dead 1. I really liked it. I liked slowing down, but I didn't have a lot of consistency with it. And maybe I didn't play the game right or I'm missing something. But like it used to be that I would push it and then, um, you know, to activate like, it, activate it. And then I could kind of scroll across the screen and then anything my reticule hit would have like a little X on it. And then I could pull the trigger and it would shoot all of them. And then it kind of changed in the middle of the game with no explanation to it would just slow down time um and the little red x's were no more so i don't know if i didn't i i should research it and see like what i was doing wrong um but yeah it it just wasn't consistent and there was no explanation as to why that was um that is weird but yeah that did kind of weird me out but i you know i used it plenty um and it saved my life several times so yeah, I've only had the the chance to use it um, one time, and it was actually like I guess you could call it the during the tutorial, mm-hmm. like when you um, very very in the beginning. And this isn't a huge spoiler, but titular tutorial um, when you go and fight that camp of O'Driscolls, mm-hmm. and um, then there's like more guys coming through the woods, and then it's just like okay, now here's how you use Dead Eye, and like even then, like I couldn't, I like I did the little mark thing, and I thought I got. It so that it would then shoot all those guys, but then it didn't do it. So yeah, I'm like, did I miss execute. a button or something? I don't know. It was yeah. really weird, and I want to practice it more, but I just haven't had the chance. It is, I will say, it comes in handy. Like I said, it saved my life a couple mm-hmm. times. Like, sometimes if you just need to line up a couple headshots, you know, mm-hmm. it'll it'll get you out of a pinch. Yeah, I mean, it's a really cool feature. From when mm-hmm. I've watched people play, um, and, and it, it executes <laughs> the right way, uh-huh. <laughs> it's really cool. Really cool feature. I like that. I yeah. wish more games had something like that. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're, you know, there's like many enemies coming at you at once. Mm. I really liked, um, I don't know, the characters weren't, you know, crazy deep or anything like that, but they were more than I expected. And you had like more relationship with them than I anticipated having mm-hmm. when I started playing the game. And, like, the camp morale became really important to me. Um, You know, I I hated walking into camp and seeing John and Abigail fight. I hated walking into the camp and the Reverend was drunk and, like, you know, couldn't handle himself. Like, I, but I really liked it when I'd come and there were, like, these special moments. Like, when you get Sean back or um, the kid, Jack, yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, when you get him back, like, they're, you know, Javier will sit down with his guitar and, you know, the camp will just kind of join around the fire. And there's these cool moments of, like, camaraderie between you and them. And um, it was kind of cool. A kind of misplaced thing about that, though, is, like, you can sit down and have these chats with, like, the women of the camp. And it just was weird and, like, 
not true to the story, I felt. Like, you sit down with him and they're like, what's going on with you, Arthur? And he's like, well, I've been killing people for no reason. You know, hurting animals. I'm like, I, okay, well, the animal thing, yes. Like, I am a crazy hunter. But I definitely, like, have worked hard to have a moral code. Mm -hmm. So why am I saying, you know, I'm just going around like a serial killer? And, like, it was just kind of weird and didn't really serve any purpose to the game. Um... But yeah, and there's like a bunch of little encounters like that throughout the game, not just in your camp that I felt were kind of that way. But um You definitely kinda are like an uncle figure as Arthur Morgan. Yeah. Uncle Arthur. Yeah, not a I actually have an Uncle Arthur. Oh. Not not a father type, not like crazy Dutch, but uncle-esque. And he's also the one that like goes and does everything. I mean, obviously he's the protagonist of the game yeah. and you're the one playing him, but like Seriously, he's like, he's almost like the, um, like the bitch boy. Like, it's just like, Arthur, go do this. <laughs> Arthur, go do that. Arthur, like, yeah. like, seriously, like, they just, it, hey, we need this guy taking care of Arthur. Arthur how about you? Yeah. How about you go do this? Or, hey, go do that. Like, seriously, it, <laughs> I'm not super far into the game on my own personal game. And that happens all the time. Yeah. And it's like, he's an expert in everything. Like, do they he, not have somebody else that can do this? He used to work at Seattle Grace. He could. They only let experts work there. He's world class. That's true. Um, <laughs> I also really, I don't know, another thing I enjoyed about the game, and I, I feel like I'm just listing off, you know, hopefully I'm not too rambly, but I really liked the kind of contrast between missions. Like, you'd have missions where you're fishing with Hosea and Dutch, and it's this, like, you know, I'm with my adoptive parents, and they're taking me fishing, and... You know, they're teaching me how to, you know, fish and we have this great time and we're kind of, you know, sneaking away from the camp and our responsibilities and doing stuff together. Did they dive in? No, they did not. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, there were other missions that were really kind of heavy and, you know, you see the camp kind of falling apart and you have these disagreements with Dutch and you're like, what is going on with him? You know, like, you know, he just... Fed a guy to alligators. Like, what the heck? Like, you know, I'm starting to doubt whether or not this is right for me. And, like, whether yeah, this jokes. camp is even functional. You know, and, like, there were, like, these more heavy missions. So I really liked the contrast. Like, I think any good storytelling requires you to have that, you know, very good times and very crappy times. Mm -hmm. For um, sure. And those ups and downs. So, I, I, I don't know. I, it worked for me. I'm trying to think if there's, I don't know, this, this game, man, it, there's just so much to it and mm -hmm. there's so many different ways you can play it as well. And I, I mean, I think that's kind of fun just because everyone has such a different experience with it. Mm -hmm. Um, what do we think about Sadie? In my personal game, I haven't, I haven't come, I haven't met her yet. Yeah, you have. You have. She you meet her in the first her in the tutorial. She's the like lady the in the house schools. that burns down. Oh, that is Sadie. That yeah. sure is. And that's the last time I saw her, so I haven't, oh. I don't. <laughs> She's around camp. Keep an eye on her. Talk to her from oh, time okay. to time. Um, so, yeah, that is Sadie Adler. Yeah, yeah. duh. I, how did I not put that together? She's pretty badass. I, I really loved the mission where you she you know you're with her and she's fighting with the cook they're like okay well we need supplies so they send you and her to go get supplies and she just like goes into the store and then comes out in like some pants and a shirt and a hat and she's just like let's go kill some O'Driscolls like, <laughs> like she just kind of develops in this really awesome way I can support that yeah she never was like a um like a damsel in distress well she is when you save her <laughs> I mean, but she wasn't, like, wailing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She was still pretty, like... She's, she had some fight. Well, yeah, yeah. she... Well, yeah, because she surprised them and started attacking them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she was totally all fight. Well, didn't she start the fire? No, they accidentally knocked it. Like, they hit uh, it. Yeah. And then, yeah. Didn't Technically, it was fire. Arthur who started the fire. I mean, I did see, like, uh, Lindsay played the very last scene for us on her game because she was already at, um, already had finished it. And we saw a little bit of Sadie. And that, I mean, that was cool. And I like how she has, like, the braids and, like, she just looks all cool Tough. and cowgirl. I gotta <laughs> say, that last mission um, in the epilogue when you're playing as John and you go get Micah. You don't like the music, Stephanie. Uh -uh. 
but I loved the music and I like have listened to it independently in my car and been like, yeah, like let's do this. And, like, and you just feel so cool, like marching up this mountain, killing a bunch of guys. And you're just like, where's Micah Bell? Like, I'm here for you, Micah. Like, you're not getting away with this anymore. And it was just, it was pretty cool. Like, it was very, it made me crack a big smile. Aesthetically pleasing as well, going up in the snow and the contrast between mm-hmm. people in the snow. Oh yeah, the scenery in this in this game is amazing. That's yeah. what I. My oh, next my question was going to be: What did you feel about the epilogue where you're John Marston, and then I guess also the death of Arthur Morgan? He dies. <laughs> you knew that. I know. <laughs> um, I didn't until about a week ago, though. <laughs> I I was well prepared for it because I had watched a friend play it, um, like that specific scene. Uh, so it didn't like surprise me or anything, and you know he's dying. You know it, it makes it very it's not clear. A super surprised. Yeah, it's you know he's on his way out pretty, um, pretty early in the game. You know he starts coughing, then it gets worse and worse and worse. Then he passes out in the city, finds out he's got um, TB, the consumption. TB. Side note: I mm-hmm. once had to go get my lungs checked because I thought I had TB. I remember that my TB shot reacted. It was so. Uh, I don't have yeah. tuberculosis. Thank heaven. Well, you're still here. So. But they did x-ray my chest. Oh, um, back to John, though. Um, <laughs> I I did enjoy playing as John, but I feel like some of the epilogue, particularly the, particularly the first part, was just, like, exhaustingly boring. Like, shoveling poop in the farm and, like, then the occasional mission to go kill two guys. Like, it was very hard to slow down when you've been playing as Arthur and you, you know, have 20 guns in your arsenal and you're ready to go kill anybody. And then when things pick up with John and you, you know, start going after, I can't remember what they're called, but they're the really gross group that, like, scalps people and burns, uh, burns uncle's back. Like, when you're going after them, it's a little more fun. I really enjoyed when Charles came back into the mix. I loved Charles's character. You mean Brad Pitt? Yeah, I mean Connor from um, <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Like, I just, I loved his level-headedness and how he's just like, like yeah, like, I'll come help you build the house. And, and I just loved how, like, when you go to save Uncle, he's just like, I'm going to be real with you. Like, we might have to euthanize him. And I'm just like, Charles. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, wow. So. I think the whole farming aspect, though, is kind of to show contrast to... Arthur Morgan's life. Yeah, and it it does. So yeah, like it definitely is like slowed down. But I think like in in a way, if Arthur Morgan was an Arthur Morgan, he would be Arthur Morgan, the farmer who does boring shit all the time and enjoys his life. Yeah. But I mean like... Because aren't we all in a way Arthur Morgan doing boring shit all our life? I just don't get... (laughs) I I don't get what you're saying for one, but for two... um, (laughs) I just don't get, like, making a story or a game specifically intentionally boring so that you feel the urge to go out and adventure to prove a point that that's how John is feeling. Like, don't play mind games with me. Like, just give it to me straight. Like, if John says he's bored, I'll believe him. I don't need to I don't need to shovel manure and fix fence posts and, you know, do all these farm chores. It builds character. When I was growing up, I had to shovel manure all the time in the snow uphill both ways. Manure. Manure. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I almost went out of my skull with all the manure I had to shovel. That's actually the most clearly I've heard you say skull. Whoa. Start saying it in an accent. (laughs) I am flipping Wendy off right now. She's not. She's just saying that. (laughs) <laughs> He's flipping you off. Tell I them I'm flipping you off. No proof. Tell I them I, I'm not. I don't see anything. Now I'm flipping both of them. So off. You're holding up your index finger. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 are you giving us the thumbs up? You guys are so <laughs> dumb. We're going to take this out of the podcast because it's so dumb. You know? yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll see. I think it's staying. Yeah, let's do cookie ratings. Unless there's any more you'd like to discuss. I give it three. Why? It was fun. I will never go back and play it because it's too damn long. Are you Mm -hmm. not going to continue playing it, though? 
I'll probably continue playing it. I, I mean, I know the story. I've seen it played all the way through, and I've played a really good chunk. But I'll probably... I have other games I'll probably play before I finish it. So that probably means I'll go on a back burner and never get finished. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that doesn't sound very convincing. Yeah. So I'll give it a three. Okay. I'm not... And this is also... I, I don't... I'm not a first-person shooter type person either. So I, I, I'm not good with the fight. Like, I'm good with the brawling. I can do some punchy punch. But I'm not good with the shooty shoot. But this, uh, the, I do. Person. Well, you can kind of choose. I do like that this game, though, like has like auto aim, though. I mean, for yeah, the most part, like it's not help. it's not totally perfect, just depending on the player. But I do. I, I really like auto aim. <laughs> yeah. It makes it so much easier for someone like me. aim. And even like you who are like newer with gaming, it just makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you have to kill, like, 20 guys. And they're surrounding you. And, and you're like, I don't know where they gonna are. It's going to be a good, you know, 10, 15 minutes before the fight is over. And you might like as a, well just have that on. Like a regular <laughs> Tuesday night for me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, you and the Glock mystery. Uh, for me, I feel conflicted. <sighs> Why does positive Lindsay give it? I really enjoyed it, and Positive Lindsay would give it a solid four. What does not Positive Lindsay give it? Like a three eight. Oh, well, <laughs> okay, give it a three nine and cut the difference. Okay, so yeah, like a three nine five, we'll say. I'm okay. leaning slightly towards positive. Um, I would like to see Rockstar take more risks. Um, I've had an extensive conversation about this with another person that I would like to see them take a few more risks as to their characters. Um, yeah, they don't have a very diverse catalog no. of main characters. Right. Um, I would have liked to play Sadie. Yeah. I mean... I think that would have been... It would have yeah. been a perfectly awesome game if Sadie was the protagonist. The I mean, how cool character. would it be if, you know, you start out as Sadie, living boring, merry life, and then this gang comes into your life and you join them... And, oh, John Marston's there, you know? Um, or even, like, give us, like, like some chapters or side yeah, missions or something, something where it, like, switches to her perspective, you know? Yeah. If anything, like, I don't know. Or that Charles would, cool. would make a good protagonist. Like, I, I would like to see a little more risk taken because um, I don't think it would be poorly received. I hope it wouldn't. Um, and then... I did look it up because I did know that Rockstar has that um, issue. Yeah. But in the online version, you can play as more than white dudes. Yeah, you can. So like, that's a good thing. Oh, you can definitely cool. customize male, female, um, person of color, white, whatever. Um, and I think that's cool. It makes it like a fun. It makes it fun to see what the group looks like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Um I thought the story was good, the world was beautiful, and I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm putting it at a three, I will just say four cookies, but one of them has crumbled slightly. <laughs> okay, I like that um, imagery there. <laughs> uh, before you said 3.8, that's exactly what I was thinking for my rating, because I, I don't think it's quite a four in my book. But it's it's still a pretty good game, and I I found myself more um, I found myself surprised that I actually am enjoying it because um, when we about a week ago or so we played we all played together. Um, Lindsay it was on Lindsay's game and she had already completed it, and so she was just kind of giving us like a little bit of a tour, and and then we watched like a YouTube video, you know, like we were just kind of like just kind of giving a nice overview, and. I'll be honest, at that point, I was like, I don't, this game is too much. I don't know if I really want to do this. Like, I don't know if I really want to jump into this. But then I, I just did. <laughs> Stephanie, you need to go back to grade school. <laughs> I. <laughs> She's just messing around. I know. Um. I. So I, I borrowed Lindsay's game and I started it and I, I had to play the, through the tutorial again, even though I'd already done that, the two and a half hour long tutorial, I'll, I'll add. And I don't know, I'm having fun with the, like doing all the different missions and stuff. Like mm -hmm. right now they kind of seem like side missions, but it is all like 
towards the bigger story. Mm-hmm. It's a slow grind. But I think yeah. in my, cause I have very much of a, um, an A type personality that like, I, I need to like, I like having tasks and I like getting them done. Like I like, like I I'm, I'm one of those people that has like a checklist and I like marking off that it's like done, mm-hmm. you know, like, and the, and I think this game like has that for me. Cause like, I'm even just like sitting here thinking like, Oh yeah, I want to keep playing this game. Like I want to go do this mission and then finish that one and then go to this mission. Like, I don't know. I have like this, like that itch, mm-hmm. you know, there's a cream for that. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm going to need that. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm enjoying it though. And I, I'm excited to uh, play through the whole thing um, myself and actually experience the whole story. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I have a little bit more um, different opinion on the music. I, I like the music for the most part. Like it, it's, it fits the game. It really does. I mean, it's a Western, so it's going to have Western music, of course. And and I like it too that there, it doesn't really seem like there's a ton of variety, but I mean, each character kind of has like a little bit different theme and stuff, but I'm excited to keep playing it some more and like listen more to the music and kind of try to hear like the differences and stuff. Mm-hmm. If I could just interject. Yeah. I don't think I ever heard the same song twice. I mean, except, you know, the ambient sounds and like when you're traveling, but in missions, it was all very unique to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I have a damaged brain and just didn't catch that or like forgot in between plays. But like, I do think the music was very vast mm-hmm. and I liked how it was kind of Western, but kind of modern as well. Like, yeah, particularly that last song um, where you go to find Micah, it's like this Western, but then you, you know, like kind of what you would hear in like a spaghetti Western movie. And then mixed with like just a band jamming in the background. Right. Yeah. Which I was totally. like, this is so kick-ass oh yeah um yeah but anyway do you want to find out a little bit more about the music i think this is why we're kind of chatting about the music mm-hmm. so much score which was Lindsay's not sponsor last week score points the podcast times, yeah. did a whole episode i mean they did a whole episode on a bunch of, but they did one on red dead and they have the main composer woody talk about his <laughs> um guitar that was on mash and bonanza <laughs> and he they talk about the music a whole bunch yeah, it's it's worth, us, it's worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else, you guys? Just tiny little baby criticisms are like the save system. It kind of annoys you because like it's just like, oh, I'm yeah. going to rewrite the autosave. And I'm like, okay, like just do your thing. Like, leave me alone. And that happened every time you boot up. That's true, yeah. And then um, I actually lost a save file. I don't know how. And I like kind of leapfrog saved. So I had several save files. But... Um, I didn't trust it after that, mm-hmm. and it it burned me. It burned me good. Oh yeah, because you could lose a lot. If, I lost probably yeah. like three hours. Oh, it that was, hurts. Because <laughs> I had just started the game. Yeah, um, yeah, it was very painful, and I was like, oh, I can't. So yeah, little things like that, and maybe some button mapping issues, like the same button to focus oh, on someone to talk to, to is to aim your gun at them, depending oh. on whether or not your weapon is holstered. That's true. That causes a lot of drama. Oh my gosh. Um, and I'm yeah. Like, I, I just didn't want to deal with it sometimes because I'm just like, I did not mean to shoot you, sir. Like, <laughs> I just panicked when I saw that I lifted my gun up. It's fine. <laughs> Very real she life situation. dead body. <laughs> I say to the witness as I'm chasing him down. <laughs> but, oh, goodness. Well, next week, our side mission where we discuss uh, the 2018 games. The heavy hitters. Top games. So we'll be talking about God of War, mainly God of War, Red Dead, and Spider-Man, and how we rate them uh, versus how the Game Award awards rated them. So yes. we'll be giving our opinions. <laughs> Stay tuned for Which we know is what you're here for. It's true. <laughs> Who would you rather listen to, us or what's his bucket? <laughs> or the actual Game Neely, Awards. what's his name? Yeah, Craig Neely. Uh, no, I I can't. Why I, do we never remember I know, his name? Like, I already have footage of me on this podcast <laughs> looking up his name and oh, mispronouncing it. Well, and it's important to note too. So that Score Points podcast we talked about, he's also the host of that yeah. podcast. So he yeah, does he's that. A big deal. And he's the host of the Game Awards. Like, yeah, he is a big deal. Anyways, okay. His name is Jeff Keeley. Jeff, Jeff Keeley. Keeley. We're so sorry, Jeff Keeley. 
Okay. How Get about a more generic name? How about you guys um, go grab your friends? Get some cookies and cupcakes and cakes and tacos and play some games. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.